Friendship is one of the most foundational human experiences. So why is it often considered surprising for men to earnestly express affection for their friends? Rom-coms have long gotten us invested in the romantic relationships between two people. But in the early 2000s, there was a surge in movies about male friendships, producing a spin-off genre, the bromance. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. Even though the men at the center of these movies and TV shows might eventually find romantic love, their partners are ultimately less important than the friendships they build with each other, sending an important message to audiences. Here's our take on the evolution of male friendships on screen and why it's so valuable for men to feel secure in their bromances. Depictions of male friends exhibiting genuine closeness and care exist all throughout history. In TV and film, depictions of tight male friendships date back at least to the popular sitcom The Odd Couple. But the most important antecedent of today's modern bromance films are almost certainly buddy cop movies, where two mismatched officers are forced together to complete a mission, developing a real connection in the process. Take one of the most iconic examples, Lethal Weapon, in which the reckless, trigger-happy Martin Riggs gets paired with the cautious, cranky Rupert Murtaugh. I don't want to work with you. Hey, don't. Ain't got no choice. Looks like we both the Terrific. Over the course of the movie, the two men not only solve a series of murders, they develop a deep bond of friendship. By Lethal Weapon 2, Riggs has become a close family friend of the Murtaugh's. In these cases, the leading men form a bond by doing something stereotypically masculine, solving crimes and getting into shootouts. Buddy cop movies fully came into their own in the 80s and 90s, but the bromance movie without the crutch of an action plot didn't fully emerge until the 2000s, with movies like Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, I Love You Man, and Step Brothers. Today, we see plenty of blockbusters with a strong thematic grounding in male friendships. One of the biggest recent films, Top Gun Maverick, follows up the original story of the relationships between Tom Cruise's Maverick and his wingman, Goose and Iceman, with a tale focusing on the anonymity turned friendship between Maverick and Miles Teller's rooster. I saved your life! I saved your life! That's the whole point! What the hell were you even thinking? You told me not to think! Smash Bollywood hit RRR depicts the larger-than-life friendship between Indian revolutionaries Komaram Brim and Aluristhirama Raju, essentially conveying the message that any obstacle is surmountable with a close friend at your side. And virtually the entire Fast and Furious franchise focuses on male friendship, whether it's between Dominic Toretto and Brian O'Connor, or the unlikely pairing of government agent-turned-bounty hunter Luke Hobbs and MI6 agent-turned-assassin Deckard Shaw. Every time you speak, just just imagine this for a second. It's like dragging my balls across shattered glass. This wave of male friendship movies represents a resurrection of the bromance genre, though with a modern Hollywood spin. So what happened to the raunchy adult comedy bromances of the 2000s that came and went so quickly? In part, this wave of male relationship-focused media was a reaction to the prominence of gay panic jokes in the late 90s and early 2000s. We're not gay! 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. As gay men became more and more visible, there grew a cultural anxiety about being perceived as gay. To the point where any time two straight men expressed affection for each other, they had to clarify in the strongest possible terms that they weren't gay. Well, you didn't let me say no homo. No homo. God damn it, I was gay for 10 seconds. In contrast, movies like I Love You Man and TV shows like How I Met Your Mother went out of their way to affirm that it was totally okay for men to be friends, and even to be emotionally honest with each other. The only person on earth who loves Ted Mosby more than Marshall Erickson is drunk Marshall Erickson. Though even these movies and shows couldn't always escape the need-to-prove-friendship-isn't-gay trap. The Adam Sandler-Kevin James comedy, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, literally has the main characters get married, but of course in the end they both end up with women. Well, you've been eating alone? Alone? For romantic time together. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, um, no, we're good. We, yeah, we'll take two looms. Even in movies and TV shows where male characters had seemingly healthy, emotionally close friendships, they were still compelled to respond to gay panic tropes. But even with their faults, these movies and shows started helping men to become more accepting of things that had been historically feminine-coded. Everything from open and deep friendship bonds to the so-called chick flick. Much of the current bromance trend can be traced back to the work of Judd Apatow specifically. Male friendship is a major theme in movies Apatow has written, directed, and produced, featuring sensitive male protagonists in movies like Superbad, Step Brothers, and Pineapple Express. These movies often follow men trying to find ways to express themselves in situations where they've been told honesty is unacceptable. Now I realize I'm lucky to have you as my best friend. Man, you're the best guy I know. BFFF. Best friends forever, man. Seriously. Part of the reason we love on-screen bromances is that, for such a long time, it was accepted as truth that men weren't ever supposed to be honest about their feelings. Men are constantly told not to express their emotions, so forming an earnest friendship can be uncomfortable. And while some earlier media shied away from the overlap of developing platonic friendships and finding love, I Love You Man allows us to laugh at how similar these experiences can be. If you see a cool-looking guys strike up a conversation and ask him on a mandate. A what? A mandate. Similarly, the 40-year-old virgin follows a group of male friends that grows closer in order to help Andy finally lose his virginity. The awkwardness, excitement, drama, and deep connection that was once solely relegated to romance became central to the bromance on screen. So all this leads to the ultimate confession that these similarities can't be ignored, and that it's perfectly fine to develop an intimate bond with a friend. I love you. I love you. I'm not even embarrassed to say it. I just, I, I love you. So why has the on-screen bromance continued to endure? Partly, it's because in real life, many men often still have trouble expressing their feelings or maintaining friendships. And this comes down to the long-standing tradition that men are supposed to remain gruff unwilling to let anyone in or be vulnerable. Whatever happened to Gary Cooper, the strong, silent type? That was an American. 
He wasn't in touch with his feelings. He just did what he had to do. In this framework for masculinity, the only acceptable emotions are often negative, whether that's anger, frustration, or a forced stoicism. Seeing characters who are comfortable being vulnerable with their male friends, even if those characters are otherwise the butt of the joke, creates a space for viewers to imagine that this kind of relationship is even possible. Ironically, while romance movies often posit their central relationships as a uniquely modern development, close male friendships are a long-standing part of society. While forms of homophobia have a long history, gay panic only truly came to dominate male friendships during the 20th century. In this framework, other men are competition rather than potential confidants, people to be dominated rather than befriended. That might explain why so many of the iconic bromances of the 20th century focus on men who start out as enemies or professional rivals, like pretty much all buddy cop movies. So it might make sense to see the updated spate of romance movies as a turn in the cycle, a correction back towards emotional honesty after the cultural dominance of homophobia and isolation, a reminder that it's okay to give in to the desire to find solace in your guy friend's company. Thanks for getting me out, man. No problem, man. The burgers wouldn't taste as good if you weren't there. Which has led to the modern moment, where it isn't just kind of dorky funny guys that are finding bromance on screen. All guys, from world-saving street racers to top naval aviators to, yes, everyday dudes, are making deep platonic connections and are no longer afraid to show it. It's clear why we love bromance movies. They give us a model for men to express their feelings in ways that are direct and honest. In the last few years, there have been even more depictions of stable, supportive male friendships, like Jake and Charles on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And in fact, like Top Gun Maverick, there are plenty of recent sequels that return to male friendships after many years to reaffirm what made them so special in the first place. So what does it mean that recent movies about male friendships have branched out from the bro comedy to genres like heroic action movies, crime movies, dramas, and even psychological thrillers, these movies might have slightly more complicated, and not wholly positive, things to say about the friendships at their core, but that's actually a positive sign for the future. Now that we have many movies creating a strong foundation affirming the necessity of this kind of relationship, it's finally possible to make more media that goes beyond the simple lesson that it's important to have honest male friendships, and to start to explore the ways in which they can be good, bad, and everything in between. That's the take. Click here to watch the video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.